0: Welcome to the second of three podcasts based on the May fifth, two thousand eleven, CMS Special Open Door Forum, Partnerships for Patients, the Community Based Care Transitions Program. In this podcast number SODF eleven oh five oh five B, James Hester will provide background information on the role of care transitions in improving patient safety. To learn more about the Open Door at CMS or to download a transcript of this podcast, please visit www.cms.gov slash opendoorforum slash. James is a senior advisor in the CMS Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation.
1: This is an Open Door Forum on Section 3026, and I know that you you folks are interested in getting the details of that program, and Julianne will be going into that. But we wanted first to provide some context because that, that program is just part of a much larger effort uh, and, and uh, 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 in, in the campaign's attempt to improve care transitions. So I wanted to be able to provide a little context and talk a bit about the strategy that we're using to address this key issue and, you know, provide some suggestions on other ways that you might be able to engage and get, and get started. The, you know, care transitions we all recognize is a major issue in our fragmented uh, delivery system. Uh, the transition from one source of care to another is uh, a time in the life of a patient which really creates a high risk for uh, failures in communication between providers and family and patients, for process errors, and for uh, care plans to be developed and not implemented because they're not handed off effectively. The people who suffer from this problem or or, who are most affected by it are the most vulnerable of our populations: The the frail elderly, uh, people with multiple chronic conditions, people with difficult living circumstances at home who are more prone to have problems in following through on their their care plans. Um, These people are also less resilient to the problems when the failures occur And again, it's resulting in much unnecessary harm to the patients. There's clear evidence from a variety of the pilot programs and demonstrations that have been conducted in recent years that we can do much better than we are are currently uh, performing for our patients. And the intention, the intent of this part of the campaign is really to say, how can we, in fact, translate that possibility into the reality of improved care we know that safe and effective transitions require some key in components. You have to have effective engagement of the patient and their, and their family. You need patient-centered care plans that are shared across multiple settings of care as a patient transitions from hospital to nursing home, to rehab, to back home and back. Uh, we need much better uh, accurate communication and information exchange Between the provider who has been caring for the patient and the provider who will be caring in the new setting or the family givers, the family caregivers that are going home. We absolutely know that medication uh, reconciliation and effective uh, uh, instruction on patients on how to comply with their uh, uh, medication therapy uh, is a particularly troubling issue. Uh, as, you, uh, particularly as, as you make these transitions, you know, between settings and particularly going home. And finally, one of the core principles we feel is, is important to establish is that the provider who is uh, releasing the patient, sending the patient to the new setting, maintain responsibility for that patient until they get positive confirmation that the receiving clinician and location has uh, you know, confirmed the transfer and assumed responsibility so there's no gaps in the handoff. So those are some elements of, of safe transitions. The vision that we share is that it'd be a care system in which every patient which has complex needs has a care plan that will provide these components, that will guide their care, that will move with the patient across the setting. That will reflect we will be patient-centered and reflect the priorities of the patient and family, and that meets the needs of these patients you know, living with serious chronic conditions and multiple 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 medical problems. So that's the vision. Um, the campaign has uh, focused on the measure of readmissions. Uh, so, as Joe um, pointed out, uh, reducing the uh, 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 readmissions by 20% uh, over the life of the campaign. Um, however, we we'll want to emphasize that that measure is just one symptom, one indicator of the broader problem of a care transition. And our focus on the campaign is not just on readmissions, it's trying to improve care transitions across all settings wherever they happen to occur. Um, other indicators, of effective uh, and safe uh, transitions are needed and will, in fact, be part of the initiative in the campaign to try to create a broader set of measures which more accurately reflect not just the the transfer from hospital to other settings but the full, a broader spectrum of care transitions. Uh, The approach that we're using in the campaign is to try to learn from the experience that we've gained in the last several years. The evidence that's been developed from both the search and pilot programs, which demonstrated well, very encouraging results, we want to support the existing local coalitions of hospitals, nursing homes, physicians, home healthcare, and other stakeholders in this effort. It's important to recognize that the care transition issue is fundamentally different from the hospital-acquired conditions part of the campaign, in that to improve care transitions, to solve that, that, that problem, to do better. It is not just possible to focus on what happens in the four walls of the hospital, but you have to develop stronger partnerships and effective working relationships with the other uh, caregivers uh, in, in the community surrounding uh, the hospital. So this is a partnership uh, which requires creating new working relationships that do not exist today Uh, and um, making those those working relationships perform effectively. Um, So there are uh, existing partnerships in a number of areas, but one of the major parts of the initiative is to encourage the formation of new coalitions and partnerships uh, in the areas, in many areas where they, they do not exist. To help support that, we will be providing data, technical support, payment mechanisms, um, consumer information training and other mechanisms to try to you know, create those, uh, those coalitions and help them develop. The strategy that we've developed in the campaign really reflects the reality that the, uh, the existing uh, partnerships between hospitals and their community-based organizations are at very different levels of maturity and effectiveness. Some of them have been working for years, uh, and have a, a track record of improving performance uh, and and have a very promising start in other areas uh, that are just beginning to form or have not formed at all. Uh, We've developed uh, a little description sort of, you know, identifying three different levels of walkers, joggers, and marathoners, where the walkers are the organizations or partnerships which have little track record but are interested in beginning uh, the joggers. Are organizations or partnerships which do have a proven track record, uh, and this will be a particular focus for the uh, Section 3026 program that Juliana will go into more detail about. And then marathoners are going to establish mature coalitions, coalitions and will probably or have the potential for evolving into accountable care organizations or other more um, broader-based um, care coordination organizations. Uh, The goal of the campaign, if we're going to achieve the target that we set for ourselves in reducing the readmission rate, is we believe that we need to build a national network of a little over 2,000 community-focused care transition coalitions, which partner hospitals with community resources in this important work. Uh, The Section 3026 initiative will be an important part of that, but is only part of the uh, strategy We are identifying, uh, creating a roadmap of other resources and care transition programs which will be available to uh, organizations which are in earlier stages of development to help move them along this journey. In particular, the the QIOs, the Quality Improvement Programs, in 2008 launched a series of 14 community-based care transition projects as demonstrations to pioneer new ways of bringing community care teams together. Uh, the resources from that program, from that initiative, will be available uh, at a, a website, will be on the resources you know, that will be made available to, to you later on. Um, and based on that uh, program under the ninth scope of work, many QIOs will continue in their next contract cycle, the 10th scope of work beginning in August, to give focused technical assistance to support communities nationwide in strengthening care transitions. A second initiative for organizations in early stage of development is the Administration on Aging. Uh, In this year, uh, the Administration on Aging has been sponsoring a series of webinars and conference calls related to care transitions, how to begin, what the resources are. Those webinars are all, The recording slides, transcripts for all five webinars are available on the AOA website. And again, we'll be providing a link. So those are two other examples of resources for uh, community partnerships organizations that are in earlier stage of development that may not be quite ready for 3026 uh, and that can help move them and and become prepared over time. So in terms of how to start, We encourage you to check out the Partnership for Patients uh, website and to sign the pledge of participating in this effort, whatever your stage of development, whether you're a hospital, whether you're a community-based organization. uh, I think that we believe that's an important symbolic step to take in terms of um, joining the campaign. Uh, And then more importantly, you can begin the work of, of fostering Relationships, good working relationships between the hospitals and the uh, community-based organizations in your area, um, recruiting and convening the relevant partners, beginning to do some root cause analysis of the causes of poor transitions, and implementing uh, in- interventions to address these causes. We encourage you, whatever uh, wherever you are in the journey, uh, to begin to begin the work, uh, and uh, we will be working, providing resources and technical assistance
0: to assist you in that work. Thank you for listening to this CMS Open Door Forum podcast. You may also be interested in the other podcasts in this series, the Partnerships for Patients initiative and opportunities available for all to participate, and overview of the CCTP, available resources, and FAQs. The information you heard was correct as of the date it was recorded, O five O five eleven. This podcast isn't a legal document. Official Medicare program legal guidance is contained in the relevant statutes, regulations, and rulings. Thanks for listening.